calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Shadows at the Door is an audio drama podcast designed to scare and delight you. While rarely explicit, it is nonetheless produced with an adult audience in mind. Welcome to the penultimate episode of Season 2 of Shadows at the Door. I'm your host, Mark Nixon. As we near the end of this second season, I look back and I think on the various locations we've taken you to for our pleasing terrors. Coastal towns, railway lines, hotels, museums, even Egyptian tombs. And today, I'd like to take you somewhere where we've all felt the sensation of eyes upon us. Yes, today's story, an original dark fairy tale written by myself, takes you into the woods, among the trees, under the shadows of the branches, and in the gaze of something ancient. In this story, which I've named Bread and Salt, we delve into Slavic folklore, as well as deeper emotional issues that you wouldn't expect to find in your standard ghost story. But this is Shadows at the Door. You need heart for all those scares. Now, we're in for some bad weather, so do gather around the fire, pour yourself some tea, and we'll begin. It's raining. Can you hear it? For the first two days I was here, it rained without end. 
My babushka, she used to say the same thing about the rain every time. As the water falls back down to the earth, fills rivers, ponds and the sea, the cycle starts again and so the world is reset. The rhythm begins anew, and so can we. When I was a child, this worked well. Grazed knees, broken toys, missing cookies. The rain became an instant distraction and healer, as powerful as any kiss from a parent. Oh, I miss the magic of childhood, the naivety. What I wouldn't give right now to allow this rain to wash all the shit away. To find it cozy like so many do. To let it bring extra warmth when inside, wrapped in a blanket with the arms of a lover. No. Tragically, this is impossible. Now, I am cold. I am so damned. Cold and this constant patter on the windows isn't relaxing. It's an assault. Each drop, a cold, hard thrust. I imagine them chipping away at the wood of the log house, eroding it so that it slowly crumbles and leaves me exposed to the elements. And then what? Would it chip away at me also? Early on the second day, there sounded a soft tapping at the cabin door. At first, I hadn't noticed it. I heard nothing but the assault of rain and felt nothing but the cold. And I would have continued ignorant of such a gentle sound, were it not for the persistence of such a noise. Opening the door, I was greeted by a raven, black as obsidian, and stood proud to attention when we locked eyes. He pecked at morsels in the canopied boards of the deck. And you'll notice I call him a he, as a beast with such pride could only be male. And proud he was, for he did not beg for food or harass. But when I disappeared back into the cabin to return with scraps of meat, he did devour it greedily. He and I came to an understanding that day, I think. I would feed him and in return he would watch over such a sad soul. He did not fly well, or indeed travel far. One of his wings was missing a quantity of feathers, and there seemed to be some healed wound where once they were. You may ask if I named him. I did not. Such human rituals need not apply to the beasts of the world. You may name a bird, but they do not know their name. They do not even know the word bird. They simply are. And I would like to think they are happy for their ignorance. On the third day I woke to no rain. And yet it was still so cold. Somewhere outside I heard the core of my new friend, presumably telling me that the skies were clear and I lay and listened to him. Soon I heard the approach of an older and yet much more talkative friend. Oksana, my dear, how are you? I'm well, Ivan, thank you. 
<laughs> you may be able to lie to your mother, but not to me. <laughs> you don't look well. I know. Are you sleeping? Not really. Uh, do you want to come inside? You must be tired. Uh, ordinarily I would, but I dawdled, so I've got to hurry back. Olga, <laughs> well, you know you can't upset that woman. <laughs> That's very true. Well, you may not be sleeping, but at least now you'll be eating. Wow, that looks so full. It is. Here, I'll put it on the table for you. <clears throat> Bread and salt. Well, not literally. You know what I mean. Mm, yeah. Don't refrigerate the bread. People think it lasts longer that way, but it ruins it. Who refrigerates bread? <sighs> Olga. <laughs> you talk about her like she's a monster. She is a monster. <laughs> but she is mine, mm -hmm. and I love her very much. Um, can I get you anything? Do you need the toilet before you go? I've been walking near woods. Why would I need to use your toilet? <laughs> well, at least stay for some tea. I would love nothing more. But joking aside, I want to be back before the sun sets. Next time? Yes, I promise. Good, I wanted to pick some leaves from the woods so I can make my own blend. Well, how could I refuse that? Just don't venture too far into the woods, okay? Why not? Uh, the trees can be tricky. You walk through them in turn only to find their numbers have doubled and they block out the sun. I'll be careful. Make sure you are, okay? You're too used to city life and... Well, you heard about Mikael, right? With the curly hair? That's him, yes. He expanded his land last year right to the edge of the other side of the forest. First night he left his cows to graze... Gone. Gone? That's what I said. Gone. A few of us helped him search the woods. We thought we heard one of their bells at one point, but uh, no. Sometimes when you really want to hear something, your mind lets you hear it, you know? So what are you saying, Ivan? Baba Yaga took them. No, no. But you know, be careful. You don't know what's out there. Okay. Well, bears. Bears might be out there. Bears? Okay, elks then. <laughs> Go home to your wife, Ivan, before she feeds you to a bear. I'm going, I'm going. Did you need any more money, by the way? No. You give me more than enough. Enough to cover next time, too. Somehow I doubt that. Your mother would never forgive me otherwise. You soft creature. Don't tell anyone. It'll ruin my great reputation. I'll see you in four days. Bye. You silly man. Okay. Ivan brought me more than what I'd asked for. Almost twice as much. And he'd included chocolates and dehydrated pineapple, the kind so. I wasn't sure if he knew why I was here, whether my mother had told him, or if he was simply being his usual self. As I savoured the sweetness of the pineapple, I wondered if it mattered. 
That night I fell asleep before the fire. As the embers died, so too did my dreams, as the cold woke me. It is so quiet and so dark here at night. You think you know darkness when you live in a city or a village, but truly there was always some light, some sliver of brightness, of glowing that keeps you company. I had to use my phone to light my way to bed. And I almost wished I hadn't, because that was when I first had the dream. Breath on the back of my neck, arms wrapping themselves around me, keeping me warm, keeping me safe, always so safe. Long fingers running up my arms, raising the skin in bumps, causing pleasure to escape my mouth in a way I could not stop. Those fingers running through my hair, so gentle, until they aren't, until they grasp what they found, what they want, and pull my head back, pulling me back, causing my mouth to part until those lips, oh God, those lips, they meet mine, and they feel like home, like they are mine, and I never wanted to kiss any other than these. Like every other kiss that just brought me closer to this one. I feel it for an eternity. And yet it is over in a moment. <laughs> when I wake, I cry. I cry until I wail, and I wail until I scream, and after a few hours my throat is hoarse, and then, and only then do I rise. Because that is what we do when those we love die. We carry on. Or so I am told. sorry, but I didn't bring any snacks on my walk today. I know, I know, I'm sorry. <sighs> I'll make you a deal. Help me find dry wood and I will share more of the treats later, right? Wait, what is that? Where did you all come from? Oh. You must be Mikhail's cows, right? You've been gone a long time, it seems. 
Hello, beautiful. Oh, you're so fat. The forest has been kind to you all, clearly. Ivan thought you had been eaten. <laughs> Don't come here. Hello? Aren't you beautiful? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, and oh. Have you seen any decent firewood, my dear? No? Me neither. They're all still so wet from the rain. Will you let me know if you see any? Yes. Thank you, dear. Oh. oh, such chill. What do you think? Do you think I should send word to Mikhail that you're here? And why are you being so noisy? I'm just being friendly. Oh, you jealous? Fine, my feathered friend. I shall leave these ladies to graze. The wood is denser ahead, hopefully drier. Hey! Be careful, you almost hit me. Right then, I'll be on my way. Hey! That is not okay. Fine. If you won't let me pass, I'll just go back. Are you happy? You will be lucky to see any scraps tonight. Goodbye, ladies. Hmm? Hmm. Nothing. After returning home empty-handed, I tried my best to spend time in meaningful ways. I failed miserably. Trying to read, trying to meditate, trying to nap, trying anything was interrupted by pain, by sorrow, by anger. And the present companion was a persistent sense of coldness. The empty basket by the fire seemed so huge. To think it had been full but three days ago. The forest offered nothing better than scraps of my very own. No, I could not go on like this. In the morning I would fell a tree. Just one. The forest would not miss it. Well, if I could not find firewood, I would have to make some. Ugh. You can do this. This... 
Shouldn't be this difficult. Oh, hello again. I do hope you're not going to fly at my hair again. Are you here to help me with the tree? No? <laughs> oh, why couldn't I befriend the woodpecker? Oh, right. Here we go. Once more. Aha! Uh. 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 Okay. every night now. The moment of realization before I woke was the worst. I had been told so often that things would eventually feel better, but somehow it was the opposite. The dreams more intense, the pain more piercing, and fuck the cold. Always so cold. Ugh. Ugh. this time of night. Ivan? Ivan! I can't see a fucking thing. Oksana, please! Ivan! Help! Are you hurt? Ivan, are you hurt? Ivan, where are you? What happened? It's okay, I'm coming. What? Ivan, did you move? Just keep still. I'm coming. I, I can't see anything. Oksana. <gasps> Who are you? What do you want? Stay back. <gasps> Stay back. <gasps> Fuck off. What the hell was that? 
Go away! Oksana! Just go away, please. Oksana? No. No more tricks. Oksana, I've, I've just arrived with your food. What's happened? Are you okay? How do I know it's really you? <laughs> what? Prove you're you. Oksana, <laughs> what is this? Ivan! I, uh, your mother met your father in Leningrad. Uh, she told him his shoelace was untied. What else? Um... That many men wanted her, that your father succeeded where many failed, and she had an amazing pair of legs back then. Oh, oh Ivan, you pig. <laughs> no, no, I am very much a man in this respect. I am so glad to see you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what is this? What's happened? So, this is the tea you made yourself? Mm-hmm. It is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> There's the smile. <sighs> so this man who tried to get in, this was after you chopped the tree down? Yes. Why? How did he look? I could not see so well. But I think he wore an old army uniform. Soviet. How was his face? I could not really see it. I didn't stop to admire him after bumping into him in the dark woods. Ivan, what is this about? You disrespected the forest, Oksana. You burned what was a healthy tree as we... Then a man came for you. Oksana, I think you encountered a leshy. Oh, not your woodland monsters again. Oksana. Ivan, it was a man. And you thought you heard me? In the woods? Calling you for help? Yes, but... But nothing. I've lived in this village for over 20 years now, and you do not live too close to the woods without learning to respect its power and the things within it. You are young. You do not understand. In olden days, when the forests were larger and denser than they are now, the Leshy used to be constantly deluding travelers and making them lose their way. Ivan, I don't know about this. What happened last night? You were lured to the woods, disoriented. You got away only because you are feisty. Mm. And tonight it may happen again. <laughs> you know, I saw a leshy once. Perhaps the same one as yours, who knows? It was around ten years ago now. Not long after Christmas, as I remember your family's visit just days before. I walked through the woods, and I came across a man dressed like an old peasant. But when I saw his face... I saw something was not quite right. He had a huge beard, but no eyebrows. No details to his eyes whatsoever. And he seemed to fix his gaze on me. He did not speak. He did not answer pleasantries or questions. And just as I went to continue on my way, he asked why I was in the woods. When I answered him, it was just to simply walk. I jokingly asked if that was okay with him. That's when he granted me his permission. 
And as he took steps backward, he grew in size and shape until he too stood like the many trees around me. And soon, he was indistinguishable. <laughs> as you can imagine, I left rather hurriedly. And this was the Leshy? I have no doubt. Uh, the people of the village confirmed it also. But it had been so long without anyone encountering such a thing, I... I, I did not think to mention this. I'm sorry. Let's say you're right. I am. Okay then, you are right. What can I do? Leave food for the Leshy in the wood. Apologize. Mean it. That's it? Leshy are lords of the wood. They govern. They can be as cruel or as kind as any leader. Disrespect them or the woods and they will kill you. Be kind, be polite, they may even help you. All you need is to make things right. This is the last thing I needed. You can still do this. Go now. Take bread and salt. They fucking love this, apparently. I will wait for you. I cannot come. This is something you must do alone. Now? Now. Okay, okay. This is crazy. Oh, hello, my friend. It's okay, I know what I'm doing, I think. And no, this bread is not for you. I'm putting it down here and you must leave it. Okay? Good bird. Now shoo. I don't think you want to be here for this. Well, go on. Shoo. Shoo. Whew. Bread and salt. For you. I know it is not night, which you prefer, but I wish to apologize and please forgive me, but after last night I dare not do so in the dark. So I humbly ask, King of the forest, Father of all enemies, please come here. Bread and salt, you say. Mm-hmm. Good. Very good. <laughs> you know, many others would leave this and depart as fast as their legs could carry them. Yes. But you do not. No. <laughs> Even if I ran, I think you would be there tonight, at my cabin. Yes, perhaps I would. Perhaps I would pull you from your bed and hang you from the trees. <laughs> or lure you into the woods and change the path so that you are lost to wander until you starve. Um, I wanted to say I'm sorry. Hmm? I am very sorry. For what? For disrespecting the forest. 
for felling the tree. And for perverting the raven? What? The raven. He thinks he is a person now, spoiled on your meats and your ways. Oh, yes. I am sorry for that too. Okay. Okay? Okay. The bread is fresh, and you have done what many do not think to do. Henceforth now you will respect the forest, take only what is spare, and protect what is here, yes? Yes, I promise. Then we are at peace. Just like that? Would you prefer I thrashed you first? No, no. Then rejoice. Thank you. So, why do you stay here? In the cabin. You clearly do not know these lands. I needed to be away from the city. From my home. Your body, your heart, it aches, does it not? To put it mildly, yes. You ache for your beloved. Yes. You could ache anywhere. So why here? Well, home holds too many memories. <laughs> And yet you have packed those same memories and brought them with you. Now you stay in your cabin and wrap these feelings around you like wool. You bathe in pain and do not even allow the good to warm you. How do you know this? Hmm. Your despair echoes into these woods like a goat bleating from the mountains. It permeates and rings throughout the spirit of here. Oh, and you're connected to the forest? I am the forest, and the forest is me. You fell a tree, you fell a part of me. To the far west, they took many acres. It hurts still. And not hurt like in your poems. Hurts here in my being. And many years ago, when man pushed his war through these lands, it tore and scarred us. So, you understand? Yes? You and I, we both know pain. I think I understand. This is good. So, when you first came here, you scattered ashes among the trees. I did. Was that okay? Many do, many have. Thank you. It is good to do such things, to return your kind to the earth. But they were just ashes. 
Nevertheless, here they rest. They dwell like so many before. Dwell? I'm sorry, I don't understand. I am both the forest and everything within it. And Valia, too. How to put this? Think of it like throwing pebble in a lake. You throw, and now stone is gone, lost to the deep. The ripples, they remain, but not forever. And this is how... You could speak. What? With Valia? It would not last forever, not long at all, in fact. Minutes, seconds, uncertain. But you can do it. I can. I don't know if I could ask. Ask. Okay. Please, let me speak to Valia. So be it. Valia? Valia? Oh my god, I can't believe No tears. Not this kind. But... You and I... We love so hard. Nothing that burns that bright can burn forever. I need you. And I feel like I'm going to die. You won't. <laughs> With each breath of the trees... I feel myself joining them. But for you, my love, there is so much leaving to do. I don't think I can. You can. You will. This is much better than last time. <laughs> I think so, too. Oh, here comes a thunder. Looks like you might be stuck with me a little while longer today. Oh, wow. Oksana, what are you doing? You'll catch your death. Oksana! Oksana! <laughs> Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I 
wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Salt, a title I'm still not mad on, um, written by me, Mark Nixon, and I am joined by the Leshy himself, David Alt. Good afternoon, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, whatever. Hello, Mark, how are you doing? Hello, I'm all right. Good, good, good. This was a wonderful Lovecraft story. <laughs> I thought it was amazing. I, I didn't realise that Lovecraft did that sort of thing. No, I've yeah, I've been I've been promising. Lovecraft here for a while and um <laughs> yeah so the penultimate episode was meant to be um a HP Lovecraft adaptation and I started rereading Lovecraft in preparation and and as I was rereading him I was like he's not as good as we think he is mm, and yeah. it's, it's it's like Hannah Butler says some of the best Lovecraft stuff is written as fan fiction, you know, and it's... <laughs> yes. But nonetheless, I did find a Lovecraft story that I liked, but it's one of the the bigger ones, and I realised that it was too big a project for the time that I had, so I, I was struggling with it, and then one night I was brushing my teeth, and then an, an entirely original story came to mind, and, and I was so excited, and I, and I scribbled down some notes, and it was going to be David Huge. Every person who has acted in this podcast was going to be invited to come back because it was going to be a huge cast. It was set in a different time period, so there was research being done for it. Mm -hmm. And I realized it was far too ambitious. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, fuck, I don't have the time. (laughs) Nonetheless, uh, and then I was starting to think about adapting uh, a classic I was familiar with. And, well, then we did the Q&A special, didn't we? We did indeed, yes. We were asked what our favourite monsters were, and I mentioned Aleshi, and and I had a handful of DMs about this, ranging from what the hell is Aleshi mm-hmm. to oh my god, Aleshi, mm-hmm. please do Aleshi story, and uh, and then I was talking to uh, my partner, who, as you know, David is Russian. I I do indeed, yes, yes, uh, and she's very interested in Slavic folklore, and she was telling me what she knew about Leshy, and. Mm. At this point, I was like, oh, I'm getting really interested in this idea now. And I, and I happened to be speaking to Erica Sanderson, and, and and I just said off cuff, I was like, Erica, you can't do a Russian accent, can you? <laughs> and I thought, if she says no, 
then I'm free. I don't have to do the Leshy story because at this point, I also didn't think anyone else in the cast could. <laughs> uh, and Erica said, of course I can. Yeah. What, what do you want? Do you want Romanian? Do you want Russian? Do you want, you know, like, <laughs> what do you want? Erica, Erica is a powerhouse of accents. And uh, it's one of the things that uh, I, I, okay, here's one of the bingo points for anyone that's that's got the card. <sighs> um, no sleep tour. Uh, in... Oh my god. In David's introduction he usually says we've had her play all sorts of things from a Russian grandmother to an ice cream van to a haunted toilet but it's the Russian grandmother that always comes out as as uh, an example. So yes, Erica can most certainly do an excellent Russian accent along with a lot of other things because she's amazing. <laughs> she is. <laughs> but listeners will now know a Russian grandmother is a babushka. No, is a Babushka. Babushka. Yeah. Yes. Do you know what? It's fucking. It's Kate Bush. Yes, of course it is. Yes. Every single time yeah. you want to say it, you want to go, ah, Babushka, Babushka. Um, fun fact: she didn't know what that word meant when she wrote the song. No. <laughs> Which, if you really pay attention to the lyrics, very much comes through. Okay. I'm going to send my husband sexy love letters and sign it, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> So Erica confirmed that she could do this accent and Erica was was immediately keen and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, I have to write this story. And then I expanded on what I knew of Leshy already because I, I had a, a passing, you know, I knew as much about uh, a Leshy as I did, say, a Yeti. Mm-hmm. And that's the temptation is to go, right, well, you know, Canadians have the Wendigo, Mexicans have El Chupacabre, Russians have Leshy, but the, Le- the Leshy is a bit more complex than that. So my partner uh, found some really in-depth and interesting articles about the Leshy in Russian and she said if you run it through a translation app it's it's going to lose a lot of it and she she sat there and she translated all of it for me Oh, I know I was really grateful and there was a lot of stuff in there that I didn't know about and I'm mm. forever grateful for it and then it was just like she would just tell me her experiences of, of, of the woods that she lives near and it was just and I felt just really inspired and I wrote this story in about three nights, which is the fastest I've ever written a story. And we recorded it very quickly as well, because... <laughs> that's, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Although, mind, mind you, there'll be some critical listener going, I can fucking tell this, you wrote this in three nights. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then I sent it to, oh, the cast, because you guys... I was like, hi guys, <laughs> would you mind recording this entirely in a... Eastern European accent, preferably, preferably <laughs> Russian if you can manage it. Um, could you also do it tonight? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so within 10 minutes, within or no, within about half an hour, you had the file uploaded from me because I had nothing better to do at the time, uh, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> if David just sit on a weekend, David just sits looking at the phone going, come on, Mark. Yep, yep. <laughs> Give me something. Send me a script. Someone send me a script, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and and yeah, I sent it back. And was it that night you said, uh, "I think I'm going to have to get you to re-record it because you're saying it too quickly. You're not sounding like a an old god enough." Um, and so I, I re-recorded it the following morning with it being slower and more breathy <laughs> oh as god. you wanted it. I know what's coming. <laughs> and then you said. I'm sorry, but it's too slow. And halfway through, and, and also your your accent is different from the first yes. one, so I can't even intercut them. Oh, could you re-record it? Do you know what I loved is that when you sent me your second one, the files. I think the first one it said David Leshy, 
and the second one perhaps reflecting your frustration yeah was uh was uh lesh harder no no it was, it was breathy leshy was the second one yeah and then the third one was leshy three lesh harder that was it and then <laughs> when i edited it to so there's actually a lot of work that went into modulating your voice, but um, I don't know if people will realize that because your voice is unnaturally deep without it sounding unnatural. I'm, I'm very happy with it. Mm. And I thought to myself, if I've done a good job, no one will realize I modulated it. You've given it away now, haven't you? Be- because I work so hard now, I want someone to say good job, Mark. <laughs> well done, Mark. Thank you. And <laughs> but when I had to rename the file, I called it Too Lesh, Too Furious. Get in, Carl. We're going on the adventure. <laughs> I'm taking notes on these accents, you know, Mark. Oh, God, yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. And, and that's the thing. And, and I remember just going to the rest of our cast... I mean, Erica said, yeah, it's going to be a very subtle accent. I'm like, I'm not looking for anything, like, offensively in <laughs> European, but, you know, and then I think for Erica to, to do the material that I, I sent her for and that accent is phenomenal. And and I think Jake had done this accent before, and I think, you know, he was quite comfortable there. And Alana, believe it or not, had not done this accent before. Ah. So... I just think everyone sounds incredible. And it's the first episode we've done where everyone is speaking in their non-native accent. Mm. Like, we've done some different accents, and... Um... Some more successfully than others. <laughs> oh, David. <laughs> I- I'll have you know, we at the time of recording, we've had some lovely responses for your Camp American. That is true. That is in, true, yes. Uh... Oh, I'm going to try it. Is it... Is it Gnothi Sutan audio tour? We never. I, we never I said, said Gnothi Sutan, but uh, yeah. Um, I I actually recorded. The first. I was like, hi there, but I can't do accent either. Never mind coming offensively camp, which has got a lisp for some reason. Oh, yeah. Yes, I mean, I I don't know how it's going to sound to uh, actual Russian ears, and and uh, if our Russian contingent is still actually listening at this point, we apologise. <laughs> Uh, because I, mean, I know how it sounds when uh, when various people try to do British accents and it and it comes out as what ho governor it's so lovely to actually meet you oh, um, God. and you get that horrible mix of Cockney and um, uh, posh and Australian and it's really weird and, mm. and you just think ah I want to rip these headphones from my head and not listen to this anymore so we apologise deeply <laughs> and personally for whatever we have done to butcher your accent and language we apologize there's so much to to learn about Aleshi and the temptation was to <laughs> there's a novel by Stephen King 112263 I think which is all about the Kennedy assassination and Stephen King did a huge amount of research into America and the time uh, about segregation about the Kennedy assassination and and King did all of this research and he went well I've done a lot of research and and I don't want to waste that time and I'm fucking Stephen King so I'm <laughs> going to put all of it in my novel and no one will stop me <laughs> and I was reading it I was like Jesus Christ Steve <laughs> and it's boring Right. And I didn't want to do that. And mm. there's a lot there's a lot of what I learned about Leshy peppered into this story, but um not 
not too much and 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 I resisted doing that because what I love about them is that there's all of this conflicting information about these these lords of the forest it's like it's like okay well you know this leshies are, are really benevolent and if you respect the forest they're going to look after your cows or your sheep you know if you go on holiday and there's other there's other like stories where it's like leshies are horrible and they're going to come to your village and they're going to take all the virgins <laughs> but it seems to be that they seem to have this just there's rules that you've got to follow and if you don't follow them they'll fucking kill you <laughs> and and then it's like it's like oh well leshy hate whistling so if you walk through the forest whistling He'll fucking have you. But then there's other stories. It's like, Leshies love whistling. And if you hear whistling, it's a Leshy. <laughs> and then there's there's all these rules. It's like, well, you know, if you, if you walk in the forest with your shoes on other foot and clothes inside out, the Leshy will, will be fine. And then the Leshy will spring out of you and goes, ha, ha, ha. But you can't remember the first word you ever said. <laughs> so now you're dead. Yeah, I'm, I'm still taking notes on these accents, Mark. Yeah, well, this is why I don't fucking act much, David. <laughs> Because I don't want to intimidate the cast. Mm, exactly, exactly. I'm Mark Nixon, and this is my masterclass. <laughs> I, I think that, that, that for a lot of supernatural creatures, um, thinking uh, the Fae, uh, even uh, we've just, at time of recording, had Halloween. Um, so all of the... the, the so the Fae, Wicker, a lot of the... Uh, the things around, and in, certainly when it comes to the natural world, they have conflicting, conflicting things said about them anyway. Uh, especially when, as I say, you, you you look at fairies, and they are sometimes these sweet little benevolent things, and sometimes they are mischievous, horrible, and sometimes they're interdimensional aliens. Thank you, Torchwood, uh, intent on stealing children. Do we get to use the cloister bell if it's a Torchwood reference? Ooh, good question. I don't think we can. Torchwood. Mm. I I love creatures with rules. I mean, these supernatural entities. I mean, to this day, if you say Margaret Thatcher in the mirror three times, <laughs> she will appear <laughs> and privatize something. <laughs> now, now, we're not letting politics get into our uh, podcast, Mark. Okay, sorry. <laughs> We've never done that before. <laughs> uh, there's a very important election coming up, of course, the audio uh, awards. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Thank you to anyone who voted for us, but yeah, moving, yes. moving on. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> but yeah, what, what I'll say about Leshy is just do some research, look into them. They're, they're really fascinating. You know, and I think we've said on on the podcast before that a lot of these stories are usually just stories designed to keep children away from the river. Mm. <laughs> and in Australia, it's just don't go anywhere. Like all yes. of their old, their old monsters. Because we had the ghost of dark water in the 70s. Not that either of us was alive in the 70s. No. But have you, have you never seen that public information film? Oh, yeah. It yeah. was death. Yes, I am the ghost of dark water. Stop playing near the fucking river. Why was he Russian? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm still taking notes on the accent, though. I am the spirit of dark and lonely water, ready to trap the unwary, the show-off, the fool. And this is the kind of place you'd expect to find me. But no one expects to find me here. It seems too ordinary. But that pool is deep. The boy is showing off. The bank is slippery. The show-offs are easy. 
But yeah, so when it comes to the Leshy, uh, I, I'll just read what Mark wrote for me in the at the beginning of the script. Oh, I can't remember this. Come on, then. <laughs> Slavic Lord of the Forest, a timeless being at one with the forest. That's a repeat of the forest. Um, David, I wrote this in three nights. <laughs> Yeah, we can tell. Its skin is covered in moss. All movement in human form seems to require effort. Speaking in a human tongue is at times exhausting, almost as if it is out of practice, which is what I gave you. <laughs> it speaks slowly with a deep voice and with complete authority, Russian accent. Yes. The Leshy will literally kill you for breaking simple rules, but likewise will help you a great deal if you are polite to it. Yeah, I think... You know, that's quite good instruction for an actor, is it not, David? Yeah, yeah, I think it is, yes. Yeah. <laughs> was, tell me what I need tell me what I needed to know. It was. It's just it's just that second take, I think for it was half an hour long. Yeah, I know. Was, I was there, I was recording it. <laughs> it's because you'd said the 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 Leshy is out of practice and he's very breathy and slow, so that's what I gave you. I love that David keep he, he bottles up all of this aggression until we're on mic yeah it all just comes oh out. yes <laughs> well, that's what this is for isn't it this is this is the whole discussion point <laughs> this is therapy yeah. <laughs> um did you like my pronunciation guide for certain words i did yes not that i needed to say them but uh you need to say i said oksana yeah uh, but yes, Babushka, ignore Kate Bush. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I, I just thought, seeing as we're going to be borrowing this culture so much, I thought let's at least, I know, uh, I think what's a bit of a bugbear for Russians is is when we in the Western world pronounce Ivan as Ivan. Mm, mm-hmm. When I named a character Ivan, and I think a Russian friend of mine said that's the most Russianist name ever. <laughs> it's the John Smith of Russia. Well, I was like saying, yeah, but to be fair... There will be an English character called John at some point. The, re- the there will be Russians called Ivan. <laughs> and then I'm I'm reading a Russian novel at the minute, and what do you know? There's a character called Ivan in it, and I'm like, oh. thank you very much. <laughs> I was quite embarrassed. It's the Master and Margarita, and it's this. I've I've since found out it's often considered the, one of the greatest novels of the 20th century, and I hadn't heard of it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Good grief. And, and I'm reading it, and I'm like. This is pretty good, isn't it? And anyone I say that to, they're like, yes, it's well documented that it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you twat. <laughs> it's like the people who go to the Mona Lisa and say, well, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Do you know what I often find interesting is when you see someone's going to a museum and they take a picture of the Mona Lisa, I'm like, well, I've seen the Mona Lisa. Mm. Like... Why do I need your picture of it with glare on it? You know, yes. <laughs> or, or, I mean, perhaps a selfie, I can understand. Yeah. But just a picture but, of it in its frame. Well, that yeah, that's that's well documented as well. Yeah. I, mean, I remember going to the Louvre. It was a um, long, long time ago. Long, 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 long time ago. Like um, more than 15 years ago. Uh, but I remember even then, the, the room that the Mona Lisa was in was packed like literally packed with people and everyone with uh, with their cameras because it wasn't phones then it was cameras just sort of just holding them up and trying to get a picture of the Mona Lisa above the heads of all of these people 
They should have a system where it's like, okay, we all know, <laughs> we all know you want to get the picture, the Mona Lisa. You want to do this smile? What voice is this? I, I don't have know. No this is idea, a... but it's it's wonderful. It's great. Yeah, that's surviving the cut. No. Um, <laughs> I want to take it out. It's like, we all know you want to. Uh, this is meant to be French. I'm not very good at it. It's like, yeah, I don't know why I'm trying. <laughs> do you know what it is, David? It's because I. I am learning Russian and I badly mm. and I'm trying to roll my R's naturally like without sounding like Sylvester McCoy and, yes. and I think any voice I do now is is trying to be Russian so I'm going to step away from that French accent <clears throat> so they should say look we all know you want to do the Mona Lisa smile in front of the Mona Lisa we're going to give you five seconds each mm-hmm. yeah and, and it was it's the same with the Taj Mahal as well, the Princess Diana picture, where where there is the, there's the the seat, and behind there is the the long um, the, the the pools right up to the Taj Mahal, and it's it's an iconic picture. Yes. And so when I was there in two thousand and nine, um, everyone was just trying their best to sit or look as if they were sitting you know you know when you have people trying to hold up the leaning tower of pisa um so there were some people yeah, just trying everyone was trying to look as if their husband was cheating on them and the, um, and and you were in a family that hated you and wanted you out you no know? politics mark no politics it's not politics <laughs> if it's the royal family they are technically above it they're they're, they're not allowed to vote david uh, yeah fair enough uh, but yeah, so ev- everyone was trying to get the Princess Diana picture, and you just think, instead of everyone trying to mob everything all at once, why not have a have a system, a queuing system? But <sighs> I kind of it's weird though, because like that should annoy me, but I love I love just seeing people having a good time. I <laughs> I don't think they were enjoying it too much. <laughs> I absolutely love New York, and one of the first things I did was I thought I need to go to the top of the Empire State Building, mm-hmm. and I went up, and it happened to be midnight when I got there. Oh wow! And and it was a clear night. It was oh, it's honestly it's one of my happiest memories because I I I just love Spider-Man since a very young age and New York's just been in my heart and <laughs> I've I've spent approximately 30 days in total in Manhattan and it's not enough <laughs> can you please circulate this podcast so I can get podcast rich along with David and then we mm-hmm. can I can go to New York and maybe bring David that'd be nice yeah um, separate, separate rooms oh, that's um, not a problem <laughs> <laughs> anyway and I was at and it was midnight I was on top of the Empire State my friend who I was with got vertigo because uh. you, you could feel the building sway a little bit <laughs> in the wind oh. and she went and sat inside and then there was this and it was packed and there was this couple right next to me and he got on one knee oh. and he proposed to her and I remember because he he'd brought her mum to take a picture and I hate public proposals as well <laughs> because I think it's quite you put a lot of pressure on the person yep, you're proposing yep. to any all these things I don't like and I was stood right next to them <laughs> and my heart was just swelling and I remember she went duh <laughs> And they were having this beautiful moment, and I just leaned in right up to their faces, and I just went, "Congratulations!" <laughs> <laughs> but that's a, a nice memory, even though I hate all—I hate crowds, I hate public proposals, mm. I hate doing the cliche mm. thing. <laughs> if I was on top of the Empire State Building and someone proposed to me, I'd be like, "Really, <laughs> <laughs> David? I would have expected better." <laughs> yeah, so would I. 
yeah. Um, yeah I, well, I was. I remember being on the fourteenth floor of a skyscraper in a magnitude seven earthquake. Bloody hell! In Taiwan, that was fun. That was great. That was um. That yeah, the the earth was definitely moving, uh, and we just woke up and and the room was was shaking. Imagine if you'd been having sex that moment though. Yeah, I I don't think we were at that stage in our uh, relationship. I think I I either been dumped just before then or was about to be. So. Oh, David, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> oh no, no, it's fine. It was that, that that was it was one of the best holidays of my life. So you got dumped and then an actual earthquake happened. Yeah. Listeners, do not upset David. <laughs> He's got some kind of X Men repressed power going on here. You only see the half of it when when I un- unleash it on you for, <laughs> in Let's these discussions. Let's just be very pleased that David's a, a, a generally happy man. <laughs> and he's this content. Yes. <laughs> Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. I get very British when I'm angry. When I was writing this story, I kind of... And this happened when I was reading... I want to write a story about a landlocked mermaid, which went on to be a story of no sleep that we've talked about. Mm. Bingo. <laughs> it's... Oh, I need to write for more podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's just when I write for myself so much, I don't have the time. Mm. Um, anyway, there's got to be a hook. Like I can't. Like if I, if I want to write a story about Bigfoot, it couldn't just be Bigfoot. It would have to be I don't know Bigfoot erotica. <laughs> oh my! You have such a big foot. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there is a fairly large proportion of the internet that is into that sort of thing. There is, and there is a U.S. senator who who writes it, and and it was in the news a few years ago, which is why I mention it, but. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I knew there had to be a hook, and I also I'd had this idea in my head about uh, grief, um, which is thankfully not something I'm intimately aware of. I've experienced it in different forms, but you know, not, not to the extent Oksana has in this story. Um. So I I knew very quickly that would be it, and and I'd already cast Erica before I did that, and I thought, oh fuck, I'm gonna be really horrible to Erica again, aren't I? Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna make her cry. But Erica told me this is her first uh, quote-unquote sex scene. Hmm. Like she, I, I would have thought in her long and distinguished career, she would have had a consensual... <laughs> <laughs> Let's not look at the telltale in the room. You know, like, um, I would have thought she would have had one before, but... And, and she sent me, and she was a bit self-conscious. And, well, and she was like, what, what do you think? What do you think? And I'm like, well, I'm glad you're not in the room with me now, Erica. I couldn't look you in the eye. This is brilliant. <laughs> it's, it's very sexy. And I had to trim it down. Erica gave me quite a few takes of that. And I have, like, on my computer right now, I have about half an hour of Erica just... Yeah. So that's going to be the season three bonus uh, will be the, well, the Erica Sanderson sex tape. Well, yeah, I need to speak to Erica about that. Yeah, but, you know. Well, you haven't spoken to me about the David Alt sex tape. If you guys want it, I'm going to need a lot more money in that Kofi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> but I think... You're I'm, pimping out Erica's voice. I, I love it. I'm quite literally pimping out a woman to make money. Yeah. Wow, I've become what I hate. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I'm really thankful for to be a writer is... I'm a really big romantic, and and I, I often find that I, sense my I I don't know like a lot of people in my personal life growing up. If I ever said anything remotely, and I'm going to say romantic with a lower R here, 
Mm-hmm. Like talking about a sunrise or something. It was the nineties in England. Someone would just go, "Okay," you know, and <laughs> you know, and then like even without naming anyone, a lot of people in my life would be like, "What are you talking like that for?" Or like, you know, and I would get really kind of like chastised for it. So to this day, if I feel a lot of emotion and I try and say something, I'll make a joke out of it, or I'll or I'll I'll really water it down, you know. And mm-hmm. like, it's like there was a beautiful full moon the night before last, and I was just outside looking at it, and I took a picture mm-hmm. of it and I put it on Twitter, and I was like, "Fuck." You know, and I thought that's all I can come out with is fuck. You know, <laughs> when I want to write a sonnet to the moon. I know it, it's it is a defense mechanism though, Mark, because I fully understand yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I think you and I tease each other a lot in this podcast because I think you know we love each other a lot and and we work well together. And I think it's quite hard for us mm-hmm. to, to to be earnest uh, as two British men <laughs> uh, with our our lovely listeners listening. But it's like. Mm-hmm. You know, and I rejoice when people who I love and respect speak like that. You know, my, my partner will say the most amazing things, like, you know, like in conversation. And I'm like, wow, I wish I I could speak that eloquently. And mm-hmm. it comes out when I write now. And it's taken me a while. I mean, look at Leave a Light On For Me. I mean, I had some pretty harsh critics in my life when I was writing at the time. And, and, and there's a reason why Trant was repressed because it's easy to write that and, and not to be criticized for it. But, <laughs> yes. And then when you hear the finale, you're going to see me writing Trant without being self-conscious about it, writing freely. And, and it's like, like the, the dream sequence where like the, the quote unquote sex scene, that's like, I don't know. I just, I wrote that. So e- it was the easiest part of the story to write was that and and I'm not embarrassed about it. I, I mean there's a little moment of embarrassment when I hear Erica reading my lines because I'm like <laughs> wow I'm making I'm making someone read these words out and and it's like I don't know it's uh, you can hear that I'm awkward saying this now even though I'm trying very hard to be vulnerable. <laughs> I just what I love about writing is that I can just I can really be I say be myself because then when I write like a horrible character, that's not me. But <laughs> oh, come on, David, I'm struggling here. Help me. It's just I don't know. It's... You can be free. There we go. <laughs> yes, you can be free to express what you want. Yeah, and and free to create, and that kind of freedom is something that you don't really see in uh, today's society. The the kind of freedoms that we seem to have at the moment are the freedom to criticise and the freedom to uh, be horrible, the freedom to shout, uh, the freedom to run away stomping. There's just a... There seems to be a freedom of anger mm. and a freedom of vitriol at the moment and not <clears throat> an actual freedom to be mm. and be accepted. So... Yeah, I think that it's it's freedom that you're experiencing, Mark. Freedom from old patterns, freedom from the things that have held you back previously, mm. uh, which shows how far you've come, not just as a writer, but as a person. Oh, David, thank you. That's very nice. Oh, I want to make a joke about it. No, thank you. That's very nice. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. But what I will say to listeners is that if... If this isn't quite your cup of tea and you're here for spooky, spooky ghosts, you're going to be very happy. (laughs) In fact, I think everyone... Oh, God, this is my confidence here. I think everyone's going to be very happy for the finale because I think it's got a little bit of something for everyone. Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely, definitely. I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing it. Yeah. But the the final scene in this story that we've just heard between Oksana and Valya, um, I just... I 
loved that. And I think Erica and and Alana did such a good job. And do you, do you know what it was, David? It was Doctor Fucking Who. <laughs> I, gong. I didn't... <laughs> gong indeed. But like, and and this is the thing because like, oh, just very quickly, my love letter to Doctor Who. It's like. Ooh, it's a silly old show with men in long scarves going in a box and running away from a man in tinfoil. Yeah, it, it is that. But <laughs> particularly in the new era, it's just the most like romantic thing. And I remember I, I stopped crying, uh, I think, in my mid-teens because boys don't cry. Mm. And, and I kept it all in, like so many other feelings. And then I remember I was watching David Tennant regenerate. Mm-hmm. And I was trying so hard not to cry. And and I didn't, but I remember I was in physical pain from my throat from clenching it. Mm. I don't want to go. And I thought, why don't you just fucking cry? And then the next time I watched it, I let myself cry. And mm-hmm. I I love Doctor Who so much, and I will forgive the shit episodes, and I will forgive <laughs> yes current companions that I don't. Like, because I'm forever grateful to what the show did to me. And I, honest to God, that show is in my DNA. It's it's helped me to be who I am now. And it is part of the reason why you're listening to Shadows at the Door. And even if you're one of our listeners who listen who don't like Doctor Who, also why, <laughs> you should be grateful for it that we're here and, and we do that. Christ, I'm really on a high horse today. Also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I know, I, and this is, this comes back to the videos that we always watch. It, it is those regenerations. It is those moments of change. Um, and certainly for me, what what also helps is Murray Gold's music, which yes. just is so perfect for oh, all of those Gold. things. Yeah. But I certainly, I, I, there are a few things where I will just rewatch it and have a little cry, and then that sort of puts me through a little cycle of of the videos I then go through. <laughs> <laughs> then YouTube's algorithm goes, "Well, you've just watched uh, David Tennant regenerate mm. Matt Smith," and like, "Yes, please." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we are now going to bring in. Uh, a new feature for our podcast we, we've done I know and we, we have name dropped a few podcasts in the past but now we want to give a uh, make a, a special segment which particularly recommends one or two podcasts every month with a link in the uh, with a link in the show notes so you know it's people official people often tweet me and say what was that show you just mentioned and, <laughs> and you go I don't know I, I dispense with all of this stuff from my <laughs> mind as soon as but yeah so this is our new segment um, uh, we haven't got a name for it but we'll call it Shadows at the Door Recommends or something like that um I don't know. Friends at the door. No. <laughs> <laughs> Friends at the door. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, the podcast that we are going to recommend this month is entitled 13. It is the 13 podcast. Uh, it is released on the 13th of every month, which is... They, they've got their, nice. their numbering down very well. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but I, I've had a listen to it. I've listened through it. it it's, it's very much a kind of American Shadows at the Door. Yeah. And they've got the, the slow burn horror, and um, but it's all set stateside. 
I, I very much enjoyed it, and I think that our listeners will too. Yeah, at the time of recording, I've heard the first episode as well, and I, I would very much agree with David, and I'm going to, um, the minute I'm finally finished with production, I'm going to be binging everything else that they've got. <laughs> but yeah, definitely that whole quiet, creeping horror. Um, you know, And if you mm-hmm. feel that our American accents are wanting... You could go and listen to 13. <laughs> oh my God, no. <laughs> oh my God, Becky, look at her butt. It's so bad. <laughs> That's because she doesn't use the reduced fat sour cream. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. These things just. just you do uh, know I was blah. quoting to Mix a lot, don't you? No. That's how I like big butts and I don't like starts. Oh my God, Becky, look at her butt. We would like to apologise for what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> we can recommend the 13 podcast. Do give it a listen and see what you think. Uh, but stick around with us in two weeks' time because it is the grand finale of the second series. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is a, I, I think, you've already said that it's a Troughton story. If you want to re-listen to Leave a Light On For Me, Silent Warnings, and Blessed Be The Man... Now's the time. Mm-hmm. Bump those listener figures That's up. That's why I said no. <laughs> Actually, what I will say is in the finale, there are Easter eggs and little references. Ooh. For the keen-eared listener, of which we have many. We do indeed, yes. Just as we wrap up, uh, you've... You've heard how this story came to be, and it came from people DMing me, and then, uh, you know, a conversation with friends. If you also want to influence... the stories and the podcast slide into our dms you know our swedish listeners we'd love to explore your culture (laughs) americans if you want us to uh to do to explore your culture a bit more i think you know we we've done the two washington irving stories that i'd I'd want to do uh the other way to influence us uh as to what you would like to hear is to donate to our kofi uh it's uh, we are bubbling up nicely. Thank you to everyone who has um, who subscribes to us monthly or who has given us a, a one-off donation. It really, really helps. It is going towards it is going towards series three. Everything that you can donate really, really helps, uh, and we'll get series three underway sooner rather than later. Yeah. Uh, well, once Mark has had a bit of a time off, we do have we do have things planned for the inter the interregnum, shall we say? Because uh, series three is the Martha series, isn't it? So uh, Martha, yeah. We've had the two Rose series, oh. so now it's on to the Martha series. Yeah. I thought you meant. I thought that was a Batman v Superman reference, and then I thought better of it. Oh come on! Do you really think I'm going to make a Batman v Superman reference? I know. Yeah, it was a bit. Of course, in doing that, I have just given away to the listeners the spoiler that at the end of the the finale in two weeks' time, Troughton gets stuck behind a dimensional wall. (laughs) Separated from Billy Piper. Yes. Who we got on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But anyway, so everything that you donate uh, helps Series 3 get realised. We do have some amazing stories planned for you. Uh, but it can only happen with your generosity, with your continued generosity. And we can't say anything because, you know, goddamn, we've got to be mysterious. But we've got very exciting plans for season three that David and I were discussing mm-hmm. beforehand. So, mm-hmm. by Jove, you want to be 
helping that happen, trust me. Yes, please. Otherwise, uh, Mark is going to be sitting around with all of these ideas fizzing through his head saying, I can't get them out anywhere! Can't do it! What would I do if I wasn't making this show? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Think of all the time you would have. I know, I'd probably be at, well probably just become to ripping a lot more david i need to talk to you we need to record it for no reason but we don't have a podcast anymore mark imagine if i'm wearing a wire and i'm just recording every conversation we have for no reason someone needs this david please listeners please <laughs> please but anyway um, please as well be with us again in two weeks time for the series finale of series two it is going to be a whopper uh, so please stick around uh, thank you as usual to the cast thank you Mark for writing and to your partner for um, all of the researching yeah and thank you yeah, just a- another thank you from me to our cast you know David Erica, Jake, Alana, you all, uh, the Raven, you were all amazing. <laughs> and thanks also, of course, to Nico for the music. And, and my God, Nico knocked it out of the park once again. That man is a wizard. He is indeed. And thanks once again to you for listening, and we will see you very soon. You've been listening to a Shadows at the Door production. Story by Mark Nixon. Performances by Erica Sanderson, Jake Benson, David Alt, and Ilana Charnel Gelbart. Score by Nico Vitesse. Production by Mark Nixon. Production copyright Shadows at the Door Publishing. Story copyright of the author. If you have enjoyed this production, please leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, and we'll see you very soon. You make me regenerate into woman. This is so 2018, yes? Every five minutes, a transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price, and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another, darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. The team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.